Hey, Armin here. Welcome to the NSP Nutrition Show. We cover training, nutrition, supplementation strategies, and a whole lot more. So stand by. Hey, and welcome to the NSP Nutrition Show. I'm Armin Eckelbarger. And I'm Frank Mills, and we uh, appreciate you watching and listening today. Thanks for joining us for another NSP Nutrition Show. Today, Armin and I, we're going to be talking about Vince Garanda's understanding of how to develop muscle. And we're also going to be talking about, in the second segment, Vince's 10 Commandments of Bodybuilding Fat. So, uh, we're going to get into some good stuff today uh, for all you Vince fans. Armin, uh, man, a lot of great content today. And, you know, with the understanding of how Vince did things, sometimes that's hard enough. But understanding how to develop muscle, you know, um, this I thought was a great topic for a show because... Who wants to work out if you're not going to see results, if you're not going to see that muscle developing? So it sounds like a great topic for people wanting to add muscle, right? Well, yeah, you're going to get, you're going to get it from Vince's point of view. Um, and, you know, he was the iron guru, so he learned mm-hmm. how to do it. And that's the thing is he figured it out a long time ago. And it isn't, uh, it isn't that big, that complicated. It's just a matter of, understanding he was a big fan of, of doing research in science and that's why it, he got so far he was he just knew the right people to, to learn from so well anybody who doubts it if you go back and look at man some of the pictures of his overall physique was phenomenal uh it was just at, at really time, amazing yeah, yeah mm-hmm. a- absolutely all right so Armin, where do we start with this all right uh you know according to vince there's really two parts to you know getting to develop muscle you need to develop the capillaries mm-hmm. and the nerve nerve pathways to get a stronger nerve impulse to the muscles because that's what's causing the things to happen and then with that you have to increase the level of intensity uh, within a given time which basically means minimum rest between sets and he learned that from some german studies that that showed that and we're going to kind of elaborate on that but um yeah two two key points yeah, I, I was going to ask you if you could offer a little bit more info or kind of clarify that a bit for us. Okay, so you know, Vince felt that workouts should be actually timed. Uh, and then you should constantly strive to improve or shorten the time it takes to get the work done. Um, because in, in his viewpoint, that was a form of progressive getting better mm-hmm. resistance. So progressive resistance, he felt, was really important. and you know, in his opinion, and based on the studies learned from the Germans, it does does not matter how much work you do. Okay, mm-hmm. but what really counts is how fast you get it done, which is called the overload principle. You're just making the body deal with an overload amount of stress in that given period of time, and mm. and that and we're going to talk about more of that regarding how to, how people. You know, some examples of that too. Uh, that's what I was going to ask you. Can can you give us an example of the overload principle? All right. So the one easiest example to explain, which is pretty straightforward, is if you look at a sprinter, mm-hmm. okay, they have 
larger leg development than any kind of a long distance runner. Absolutely. So even though, yeah. you know, you cover more ground doing long distance and, you know, say for a mile versus a hundred yards, the thing is the sprinter is doing more work per second than the long distance runner. And so okay. the muscles have to adapt to that, to that intense level of, of stress. So that's one of the, the biggest reasons for the part of the overload principle. Hmm. Interesting. So I guess that makes sense to me. Um, with that being said, how many sets should a person do per muscle? All right. So again, we're talking about the overload principle. So it's like, okay, how much overload are we talking? Makes sense. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to sets and Vince's viewpoint, uh, from experience and being all natural. So that was another thing too. He trained mm-hmm. as a natural athlete. He wasn't on gear and all the other things that come with it. So he felt like 12 sets per muscle group would be an optimal amount to create the maximum pump that you're going to be looking for. Okay. So that was uh, one thing. And then he also mentioned that even other famous bodybuilders at the time, like Bill Pearl and Clancy Ross, that you know were pretty well known, they felt like if you can't get a good workout in with 15 sets, take it up just a little bit more, then you're not concentrating properly. You're not focusing and, and, and working hard enough. So, gotcha. Go. <laughs> All right. So what what happens if if you're doing the workout and, and and you go over the amount of sets that you had planned? Well, in Vince's opinion, he felt this is going to lead to overtonus, is what he called it, but it's just basically another word for overtraining. Um, gotcha. You're causing, okay. you're causing the muscles to contract too much, and then you know it's going to lose. It's going to start to lose its blood supply because it's overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he was just he would suggest that uh, stop training if you lose the pump, and remember how many sets and how much time went by where you lost the pump. So that's another way to kind of figure out where your threshold is. And so he would tell other, you know, his other people that the students that if you you keep training, but if you find yourself losing the pump, then that's where your limit is because nothing else good is going to happen from that once you lose the pump. So, and he also felt that that was a big problem for beginners because they're just doing too much and the, the it, it was overtraining, and then they didn't get the effect they were looking for. So maximum pump, is that what everyone should be shooting for when they do each of their workouts? Well, there's another point there that Vince felt differently about as well. So according to Vince, no. (laughs) (laughs) Can you you kind of elaborate a little bit more, you know, on that? All right. So in in, in Vince's statement, and this came from the master series that I pulled this from, you know, he felt like the maximum pump at every workout does not build muscle tissue. Mm-hmm. Uh, it only it only keeps the muscle pumped and bloated, and you cannot grow on that much work all the time. And so he felt like maximum pump workouts should not be employed more often than once a week. But to be really honest with you, uh, I don't get a maximum pump workout every workout. So it's something that doesn't happen all the time anyways. You've got to change up your routine to even have that effect happen. But he's just saying if you're seeing that, then you know you got to be kind of careful about it. Now, if you get them, if you're getting a maximum pump workout every time, well, that, that's good news. You're you're nailing it. You just need to cut it back a little bit and keep getting that effect. But okay. I, gotta, I gotta say though, most people don't get the maximum pump every workout. I mean, it just it's just hard to do. 
Well, that's what I was going to ask you is actually why, why uh, I guess maybe should you have the maximum pump workout at least once a week or how, how can you make sure you're getting that each workout, I guess, is the other question. Well, okay. So based on the science at the time that Ben mm-hmm. said learned about, uh, and, he, and he did a lot of research, um, he, the science would say that you, you'll be recovered after 72 hours. And so Vince felt like, okay, you should train a muscle group twice a week because the science says you'll be recovered after every 72 hours. Okay. Uh, that'll give you enough time to, to be prepared for the next workout. But I got to tell you this, uh, I've done that. And I think is if you're in a perfect world, you're getting the perfect amount of sleep, you're getting the, the right amount of nutrition, you don't have a lot mm-hmm. of stress, uh, and you're eating the right supplements. Uh, I mean, these kind of things. Uh, it's never going to be a perfect world. So right. 72 hours is a good guide. And Vince also said, you know, not everything's written in stone. You have to go with what, what you know, learn how it works. But he used it as a guideline. So that's that's the whole point is, you know, you want to get the recovery, and that's a, that's a certain gauge you can use. Um, but in my opinion, it, it, you need more time than that. So I don't necessarily agree with the 72-hour thing because I've done it. And I think as you get more advanced, which we'll, we'll probably touch on that, then mm-hmm. you're going to need more than just 72 hours, uh, especially the kind of soreness I've had over the years uh, <laughs> where after 72 hours, it was still there in, in a big way. So I think there's other factors involved. And I think he would agree with that. He was just using mm-hmm. it as a guideline for most people and they weren't really training to failure. They were, they were usually leaving a few reps in the tank because of his, his strategy. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, I'm kind of curious and I'm sure a lot of people other are Armin on, his strategy, his is, I'm talking about Vince, his strategy on the amount of weight to work with, you know, I mean, if you're going to do the maximum pump, how do you determine the weight to use? Well, there you go. So there's a lot of, a lot of opinions on this one too. Okay. Okay. But okay. in his opinion, he felt like using a weight of about 60% of your one rep max was a good guide to work with. Again, he, he never said everything was in a perfect world, but he said that would be a good guide. You would just kind of okay. adjust things as you were employing that strategy. Um, so, and I'm, you know, for me, I don't like the one rep max thing. I mean, you know, if you really want to be technical about it, you got to do a one rep max. Well, I don't like doing one rep max because you can get hurt. Right. You give it all, give it all you got. So you have to kind of take that into context. Mm-hmm. As well. Right. Right. <laughs> Well, after reading and studying about all this, Armin, what are your thoughts on this? And gosh, what's your take on it? Well, I think a lot of it's very accurate. So Mm -hmm. what I do now is when I approach my, the weight, the sets, reps, and tempo and training time, I think you spot on with the training time because I've done all, I've done short workouts, I've longer workouts, you know, et cetera. But, Mm -hmm. um, I typically find a weight that I can get six to 10 reps for upper body, except for back. Then it's eight to 12 again, because the time under tension I found to, when you're doing the reps keeps you at know, 30 seconds or more. And that's what they say scientifically is enough stress to stimulate fiber. So that's one thing. Uh, so that takes care of that. As far as sets, I'll play with that a little bit. Sometimes I'll do three sets. Sometimes I'll do two. Sometimes I'll do four. Mm-hmm. 
uh, right, with, the particular, right. with the particular movement. Okay, and I've I've done more than than the sixteen sets. I've had sometimes I did twenty sets just to kind of experiment, and it does mm -hmm. fatigue a lot more. So you have right. to you got to kind of you know keep pushing, but then don't keep going longer because even though you may feel like it, because that's that's a natural thing to do. You right, got to right. keep things you know in that zone. So, mm -hmm. and like I mentioned before, I just felt like as you get more advanced, your recovery time is going to be longer. And I learned that from Mike Mincer, which we had talked about on the show before. I felt like the amount of soreness I was getting and how I felt, I wasn't getting stronger with each workout. And not that that's going to continue on and on. Right, I just, right. As I, as I took more days of rest, I felt like I got more from the training. So I... I would say that once you get advanced, you've got a good amount of muscle in your body, you're training really intensely, you're going to need more like five to seven days of recovery for that particular muscle group, in my opinion. And I think, hmm. you know, that kind of speaks for itself with a lot of people that are successful in training. Are right. training. Well, Armin, a lot of great information on this. And man, I appreciate you doing the uh, homework, studying up on this. It's a really interesting topic. That's for sure. <laughs> Well, um, you know, like I mentioned before, I train a lot of ways, you know, for two hours, which don't recommend that to anybody. I learned that shit from Arnold, you know, mm -hmm. because he was training twice a day. Uh, but he had different reasons for that. And then I've done 20-minute mm -hmm. workouts, which I like those too. But I I just found that, you know, when I hit that sweet spot like Vince had talked about, and I kind of discovered on my own, I, I read about it later. So it's kind mm -hmm. of ironic. But I just found if I stay in that 45-minute window, the next time I train, I got good energy. I got good strength. Right. And um, I just feel like from that, I was wasting my time and effort going anything longer or anything under that because I could have probably done a little more. So I would I would agree with the results. Um, definitely been better by getting more done in less time. So can you do better in less than 45 minutes? Probably just as well. And there's nothing wrong with that either. But I wouldn't go over 45. I'd keep it under that. And if you mm -hmm. want to go a little shorter, not really a problem. But if you, I mean, if you're really pushing yourself, there ain't much left in the tank anyways by the time you get, get to that amount. <laughs> right, right. Well, a lot of great information. Um, Arm and I, we're going to take a quick break. So stand by from a quick word from NSP Nutrition. When we come back, we'll be talking about Vince's 10 Commandments of Bodybuilding Fat. Stand by and we'll be right back. NSP Nutrition was founded by Vince Gironda during bodybuilding's golden era. Vince wanted to supply his members with unique and nationally sourced supplements that would help accelerate their progress. NSP Nutrition stocks some of the same products it did when it first began in 1972. And you can discover our entire range of supplements and products at NSPNutrition.com. Just use the code NSPSHOW at the checkout and save 10% on your first order. Hey, and welcome back to the NSP Nutrition Show. I'm Armin Eckelbarger. Hey, and I'm Frank Mills. And uh, before we get into Vince's Ten Commandments, uh, we're going to talk about the NSP Cod Liver Oil. Uh, it's a great supplement. And, you know, Armin, uh, I, I have been taking it now. You used to take some fish oil. and. Yeah. It was pretty good. You know, you burp a lot. That's one thing that's, <laughs> you know. But when I started taking the NSP stuff, I noticed a little difference uh, in a lot of different ways. So what's the deal with the NSP cod liver oil? 
Well, the benefits of cod liver oil is you have a higher concentration of vitamin A and vitamin D along with the omega-3. And mm -hmm. those are fat-soluble vitamins. And so you have the fat all built into one. So when it absorbs, you get you know, a better benefit than just straight up omega-3. So that's the bigger difference. And the reason they do it in a, in a gel cap is especially is cod liver oil, you can take that in a liquid form, um, which is just as effective. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, liquid form, you got some taste going on with that. And so if you don't oh, like yeah. the taste, I mean, they, they do flavor. They have orange and lemon, this kind of thing. But still, uh, people don't like that. So it's really simple to take, easy to take. It's in a gel cap. It's small. So you're, not, you're less likely to belch it up. And it's mm -hmm. very effective. So uh, I highly recommend it. <laughs> I, I agree with you. Uh, I'm glad I started taking it. And a uh, uh, huge difference from one. I used to take it was uh, orange flavored, and it was yeah. still, oh yeah. So yeah. Uh, good stuff, though. Yeah. Yep. But, you know, hey. <laughs> so absolutely, it's in stock on nspnutrition.com. So check it out. All right. So let's get into Vince's ten commandments. You know, when you talk about ten commandments, this is big stuff. So if Vince came up with them, he must have yeah. believed him. Uh, I, I, I think the fans are really going to enjoy these. What do you think? Well, we'll see. I would think so. I mean, and I got these from the Master Series as well, um, because that's just a that's one of great one of his great publications. So I thought okay. this would be kind of entertaining, and I think people would be like, "Oh, okay." So if they haven't ever read that Master Series, I uh, recommend that too. And you can buy that online from the NSP Nutrition. But uh, good stuff in there, even though it was written way back. <laughs> okay. Well, let's get started with the Ten Commandments. Do we begin at one or ten? Or I mean. <laughs> Exactly. How does this work? <laughs> yeah, well, it's, uh, we'll, we'll just kind of take a couple of minutes of time and kind of elaborate. So we'll start with uh, commandment one. Okay. Uh, now, okay. That one is you don't really mix protein, fat, and carbs in the same meal uh, since they do not digest well in the same medium. That's what he would say. Mm. Now, that's just tough to do, though. I mean, when, it, Very. when anybody's eating. So just something that he felt strongly about. But at the end of the day, I think you got to decide, okay, can I eat the protein and fat first and then follow up any carbs I'm going to have after? Mm. But if you're mm -hmm. eating low carb anyways, if you're eating low carb anyways, then it's not really a problem. So you got to okay. kind of look at what you're doing with your nutrition. So I think that one has a lot of merit, even though it does, it sounds like impossible. <laughs> okay. All right. So what's the second one? <clears throat> All right. You got to cut out the, you know, food and drinks that contain sodium, sodium nitrates. Uh, it just causes your body to retain excess water, and which would be in the tissues and in subcutaneous fat. So if you're trying to get rid of belly fat and stuff, you felt like getting sodium and the sodium nitrates in there are just not going to be your to your advantage. Hmm. It's gonna it's gonna help your progress much better because it, when you when it leaves, you're gonna see better muscle. It's gonna bring the muscles back to the surface. Interesting, interesting. That's uh that's an interesting one. Okay. Oh yeah. On to on, on, on to number three. That's where you're going to basically eliminate sugar, which again is tough to do. Right. He felt like if yeah. you tried to eliminate, at least you're going to get less in your system. So that's still going to work to your advantage. And, you know, you do need some sugar. Don't get me wrong, but some of the studies are stating that the human is designed to, to take in about 15 grams of sugar a day, which we're way over that. So, Oh Yeah. Oh, I yeah. think when he read that, he's like, yeah, let's just stay under 15 grams. But again, we're talking 
could be mission impossible for most people. <laughs> well, you know, when, when you go in the grocery store, uh, they are master marketers. And, you know, when I go grocery shopping, oh, yeah. the first aisle is the bakery and all it is, is sugar. Well, you know? they call it cal- They call it calories. Oh, yeah, is that what it is? Yeah, <laughs> it's not sure. It's just calories. It's all about calories. calories wow. Out, and that's, that's how it works. But yeah. Vince well, Vince knew better. So <laughs> absolutely. All right. So let's keep him going. What's number four. Okay, number four is kind of interesting, uh, and some people would, would disagree, but I kind of understand what he was saying, and that is you do not drink water during your workouts or with meals uh, because he felt water was a weight-gaining substance, okay? So that's mm-hmm. kind of an eye-opener for people, but what he's trying to say there, in my opinion, based on the interpretation, is that you're going to retain water if you keep drinking a lot of water, so minimize it, but at the end of the day, you do need to stay hydrated. So right, that would be right. one. It's more subjective. I would probably disagree. I think you just need to drink water. But he was looking at it from the standpoint of when you retain water, it does add weight to you. I get that. Okay. So that was one of the reasons. Interesting. In my hmm. opinion. Right. Okay. All right. So that's four. Uh, we're on number five, right? Five? Yeah. Five yeah. is uh, okay. fats are desirable and combined with protein help emulsify fat, burn fat. And you provide your energy. So that's 100%. Uh, anybody wants to, to debate that, well, I got news for you. That's just a fact. So, and I've done that myself and it works. I do it with my clients. If you eat fat, you're going to burn fat, especially with you eat with protein. And the biggest reason because of this is fats and uh, proteins are acidic in nature. And that's why protein has fat in it to help it digest. So that was a big cornerstone that he was you know, really pr- promote it because he felt so strongly about it and his own personal experience as well. And I got to agree. I think it, that's a, it's mm-hmm. spot on. Well, we talked about it last week. Ribeye steak. There you go. Fast mm-hmm. and protein. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Tasty okay. Too. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, number six. That's, yeah. You know, he talked about half and half cream contains almost no carbs and it, it gives you what he felt was one of the superior kind of nutrition for training uh, so he's like don't drink skim and then throw away the homogenized milk he wanted you to use raw products because of the way the enzymes in the system are uh, not being heat damaged and things like that um, hmm. that's another one it's kind of tough to tough to do so but at the end of the day half and half is good the only thing when you get into dairy though is if and i'll say this and this is a side note mm-hmm. but if you have a lot of excess body fat you got to you got to kind of watch your dairy because it's so right. high and it, it has more estrogen in it. And that estrogen can get stored in the fat. So uh, if you're kind of heavy, you got to kind of watch your dairy regarding that. So absolutely. Hmm. Okay. On to number six. All right. So, oh, that was number six. I'm oh, gonna, six. Yeah, okay. So on right. the seven. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, seven. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, se- seven is like, you know, this is like nothing to come out of Prince's mouth more often than eating eggs. You know, eggs are the most inexpensive source of protein. And he's like, yep. so go with the best eggs. And he always promoted fertile eggs. So big note there. Well, and, and there's eggs, so many ways. Eggs are, well, they're not easy to find. So that's the big name. Right. But they, right. You know, he really strongly believed about fertile eggs. Hmm. Wow. 
Hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, number eight. All right. This is the big carb. Oh boy. Protein. <laughs> and as far as Vince was concerned, carbs make the protein turned into nothing but fat. And then carbs only turn to fat, which, okay. There's some debate on that for sure. But, um, with that being said, he said, count your carbs and then forget about counting calories. And I'm a big fan of that strategy as well, mm -hmm. because it is calories are a factor. Don't get me wrong. They are a factor. Okay. You got to have a calorie deficit, but at the same time, you've got to understand how insulin works and insulin takes sugar and carbs. And if you, if the muscles are depleted, it's just going to turn to fat. So that's what he's trying to say, I think. Uh, but he just did things in a blunt way, like don't eat carbs, period, because all it's going to do is turn to fat. So kind of to get people to stop right, on carbs, right. carbs so much. Well, and, and it's hard, but, uh, you know, uh, on a lot of the diets that are out there right now, the popular ones, they want you to eat zero carbs for the most part, right? I mean, you know, we're just seeing it. Um that and sugar. Stay away from carbs and sugar. So, uh, yeah, it's kind of interesting that Vince knew about a lot of this stuff way before a lot of other people oh, yeah. were even thinking about it, you know? All right, so on to number nine. All right, so, you know, stress. This is regarding stress and hyperactivity. He felt like that got in the way of your digestion of your food. So he felt you got to really manage that because... Uh, if you don't digest your food properly, it's not going to help with your developing your muscles. Mm -hmm. So he always felt like, and I remember reading this in multiple publications, he always focused on eat your food slowly. Okay. And then that way it breaks down. It's going to be absorbed better and it's going to fill you up. And then he felt like that's going to help you enjoy life more just by mm -hmm. letting everything digest better and more effectively. <clears throat> wow. And, and, you know, stress now, Armin, just asking here, stress, are we talking about mental stress? Or are we talking about maybe physical stress or any stress? I'll, I would say he was talking about stress in general. So it's, it can be mental, it can okay. be physical. You know, if you're not, if you don't feel right, that's a different type of stress and that can affect mm -hmm. your digestion. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, the bottom line is when you're not stressed, right? everything right. seems to work really well. But when you're stressed mm -hmm. and things start happening and it starts leading other things. So right. it's always better to be non-stressed as far as um, just uh, your, your body. Now, don't get me wrong. You do need some stress, like exercise right. is stress and fasting is stress. There's mild levels of stress, but you kind of know that when you're doing it. It's the stress that you're not really control, being able to control so much that's kind of mental would be my mm -hmm. my opinion on that one too. So, And eating slowly is a big one. Uh Oh, yeah. yeah, gosh. Yeah, I I've have this one friend, as you said, that I have this one friend uh, that will get wings, right? And mm -hmm. uh, I'll, I'll order anywhere from 10 to 20. He always gets yeah. 50, and he can eat oh, his 50 God. before I eat my 20. Yeah, I don't he recommend just that. <laughs> inhales. That's not good. It's not good. Okay. Drum yeah. roll. Uh, on to the last one, number 10. What? What's number 10? Number 10 is it's kind of an obvious one. If you're a smoker, it's not going to help uh. you build the muscle. You know, it constricts the muscle. To, the, the, it affects your capillaries, which is not good. Uh, mm -hmm. So you're not going to be able to make the gains. You're not going to get the blood flow you're looking for. Another thing about smoking is it causes calcification in, in the arteries. 
So if you're if you're a chronic smoker, you're going to have problems later on. And one of the other things is that I've kind of learned this through my brother as a nurse and uh, other people that my father-in-law that went through a quadruple bypass is if you get calcification in your arteries, then they like especially like in the legs, you won't be, if you have a heart attack, they won't be able to pull that that the vein out of there and use it for your for your heart because of mm. the smoking. So smoking just unfortunately it's not good for you, period. But it's not going to help you if you're trying to look look better, feel better as far as some your heart health and then build muscle. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a bad habit. If you do have it, well, that's one to stop. And even the vaping is even worse. So just, man, whoever thought that would be a good idea, let me ingest or inhale a chemical instead of a nicotine smoke. Uh, Wow. It's just crazy. Well, anytime you're putting smoke in the lungs, that, that's, yeah. there's going to be a reaction to that. You know, lungs yep. are designed to filter the air. I get that, but that's putting it under a lot of pressure, in my opinion. So, at, at, absolutely, and you know, they also have a lot of the videos online. I actually watched one the other day uh, mm-hmm. of showing healthy lungs, and they actually had a model. Uh, that they had made of healthy lungs and how they worked. And then they showed lungs of a smoker and how they work. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, that reinforced my thoughts. So, Hey, you know, that's absolutely fine. All, All right, right. So we went over the 10 commandments. Uh, anything else to wrap up Armin? Well, in, in my opinion, most of the things that Vince said are spot on. So if you're looking to improve, you know, getting rid of body fat from your muscle tone, I would, I would look at them very seriously mm-hmm. and adjust your nutrition that, to, to work in that direction. Uh, you know, I've looked up a lot of stuff science wise that yep. he's had in here and you know, it matches up. So he, he read it from other science related books and other doctors. He does quote a lot of doctors with some of his, uh, his, his books and stuff. So he, he just didn't guess it. He, he got good information. Then he implemented it and he says, Hey, this is what works. And so, and it does work. <laughs> well, a- as usual, Armin, you come through with more great information. I'm sure everybody appreciates it, but what we appreciate uh, is comments and suggestions and some topics for some new shows, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. We're starting to get some stuff in. So that's good. I noticed some stuff uh, uh, last week when I was checking the, checking everything. So it's all good. Well, we're relying on your feedback or your comments. Uh, you know, you can do that on YouTube. You can leave the comments on the show right there. Any topics, suggestions, whatever. Right. You can also email us. You know, NSP Nutrition takes emails. Support at uh-huh. nspnutrition.com. Uh, you know, we can get the information that way. And, you know, Armin, uh, we're looking for content, aren't we? Yeah, you know, anything helps. So if you got something that um, that you feel important about or you really want a better understanding, let us know. And we'll see what we can do to get that added to, to one of the shows as soon as possible. Because uh, that's, you know, I'm sure there's other people who want to know the same information that you want to know. So it's all good mm-hmm. stuff. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, well, we appreciate you joining us for another NSP Nutrition Show, you know, Arm and I have been doing these now. We're what on episode 35. This is right. Uh, kind of crazy, but, uh, we enjoyed you in the show. We appreciate you listening, watching. 
Thank you for joining us and check back next week for another brand new episode of the NSP Nutrition Show. Hey, thanks for checking out the NSP show. Go to nspnutrition.com where you can find a whole heap of resources to help you achieve stunning definition and eye-popping levels of muscularity. Don't forget you can save 10% on your first order by using the code NSP show at the checkout. Catch you next time.